Hey there, I'm Eric Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. Join us on our journey to building a $100 million company. Hey there, it's Eric J. Olson. We no longer bill by the hour, but when we did, I had to do a lot of calculations to figure out really what the right hourly rate should be. It's somewhat complicated because there's a lot of factors that go into determining an hourly rate. You could do it based on what the going rate is for the thing that you're doing. You could also use the rate of your local economy as the basis. Or you can use your actual cost as the basis. Or you could just pick a number based on what you think it's valued at. If you're going to do the latter, then certainly the number you pick based on what you value it at or what you think people should value it at should be higher really, than those other numbers based on the industry, your geographic area, and your costs. That's kind of ideal when it comes to hourly work, is you bill based on your value. But in order to even figure out what the minimum should be, you need to know what your costs are. And we don't do this anymore, like I said. We bill based on monthly recurring revenue only, but I still have the spreadsheet that I created to calculate what that hourly rate should be for a given employee. I'll make this available to anybody that wants it. It's a really simple sheet, but frankly, it took me a couple of years to perfect it. The sheet has in here quite a few parameters. So one parameter is how much profit do you want to make? That can vary based on your company, based on industry. I had put in there 30%. 30% is the number that I've always heard from other business owners as far as things like gross profit. You need to be making at least 30% because then when you take out taxes and everything else, you're not left with that much. So 30% on top of your costs is what I said I wanted to make. But it's a sell and it's a formula. You can change that to whatever you want. There's also the number of hours in a year that someone works. Now, 40 hours a week times 52 weeks equals 2,080 hours. That is the maximum amount of hours that you have available per person. The reality is that you're going to pay someone comp leave, right? So the comprehensive leave or paid time off, there's different terms for it. But if you have a full-time person, you're not going to get 2,080 hours out of them. You're going to have to give them a vacation. There's going to be sick days. There's holidays. And so there's a number that you need to plug in. The spreadsheet that I have in front of me right now, the last time I used it, the number was 200. 40 hours a week times five is 200. So I was considering five weeks, the person was not going to be around and billable. Is that reasonable? It depends on your situation. It seems pretty reasonable to me. Two or three weeks off, holidays, sick, you know. It, it just adds up. It's amazing. So, and this is also for someone that's billing by the hour. You're not going to get every, you're not going to get 40 hours every single week. It's just not going to happen. It's very hard. There's always something else going on. So you, you take the 2,080 hours, you subtract out whatever your comprehensive or um, comprehensive leave or PTO is, and you get a bottom line billable hours per year, something like 1,880. You also have an average cost of healthcare if you offer that, 401k matching or other kind of retirement matching. That's another cost. If you 
have an office in a city, there could be some parking fees, like a parking garage you have to pay for. We used to have to do that. Workers' comp. Another thing, you're going to have to pay the bill for workers' comp. Workers' comp is not free. It's a bill you have to pay. Account for it. And then miscellaneous. What's miscellaneous? I don't know. You take them out to lunch every once in a while. That's a cost. You have to buy them a computer. That's a cost. Right? There's all these costs that come up that you really just should account for. For me, I put $5,000 in there per person. So I have all these parameters that go into this calculation. And based on those, I can determine, oh, one other really important parameter, the salary the person wants. Right? So I use this most of the time for when I was hiring people. So based on all that and the salary, I cranked out the minimum billable rate that I needed to get. I then compared it based on all the other rates that I knew about, like I talked about before, the going rate of the local area and the value that I'm providing to make sure I was in the right ballpark. Again, we don't do this anymore, but I have this spreadsheet. It was super valuable to me when I was trying to determine billable rates. Email me at eric at thisisarray.com or hit me up on social media at I am Eric J. Olson, Eric with a K, Olson ending in O-N. Hit me up and I'll send it to you. Thank you for listening. Is it time for a new website? If so, we'd love to help you out. Check out our website services at thisisarray.com.